All right, welcome to Teaching Others Also, another Fishing for Souls broadcast this morning. And here we are, it's on a Thursday, January 27th. I do not know why, but ever since I woke up <coughs> earlier, much earlier, uh, I had in my head that it was March for some reason. So I had to, I jotted down that this is January 27th this morning. So hopefully I'll go through the day getting it right and we're talking about fishing for souls and uh, this is the fourth one so by the time we're done with this we will study this for about an hour already and i'm not going to rush through this because of all the things that i believe are important in a christian's life this is one of them uh, when i went off as a missionary I had prepared for a long time because well, you're on deputation you have time and if you make use of it you can prepare and prepare to teach the Bible prepare to train teach others also and I'm doing a thing on that very soon I'll, it'll be a separate thing it'll be a, on that subject itself why do we teach others also all of us should but when I did one of the very first things I determined I was going to try to do was help people with fishing for souls and here's why there are some people who have been exposed to what is known as soul winning okay and let's just say from a, a very right side conservative you know uh, many would call them like independent baptist that kind of thing that kind of soul winning was basically an aggressive salesmanship and i know because i've been exposed to it i've been within involved closely involved with a large church that was known to be one of the soul winning churches in the 70s the 1970s not the 1870s <laughs> but um i said all that to say that that i understand where they're coming from and so we've talked about uh, quite a few things and yesterday we were talking about being fishers we're talking about we're going to talk about being fishers of souls fishing for souls and the fruit of souls and today we're going to continue talking about being fishers of souls. And uh, we talked about humility the other day. And then yesterday we talked about prayer or preparation. And today I want to talk about openness. Openness. And I'm going to use a few just simple illustrations on fishing in the natural world with this idea of, he said, I will make you to become fishers of men. He said, thou shalt catch men, souls. Now, here's why it's so important, I believe. Because if, you're not op if there's not an openness, you are always going to be stuck at whatever point you stuck yourself in time. That is not an openness to uh, extreme things on the ministry or gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's not. It's not you opening yourself up to any old spirit because the, the Bible is the gauge of it. So much of the foolishness that's gone to all in the charismatic movement, I call them the charismaniacs, a lot of it is a, a seeking for a physical slash emotional slash mental expression experience. But we don't throw out the ministry of the Holy Spirit because of that. We get in our Bible. The devil is always, the enemy is always trying to push you to one side or the other of where you ought to be. In the day that we live in, you picture going down the road, you need to keep it between the lines. That's real important. Uh, 
Quite a few years back, someone came across that line and hit me head on. That was not a good experience, I promise you. It was a, it was a bad one. I, I guess it was not. Well, it wasn't my time to go because when I came out of it all and started trying to recuperate, I felt like I wish it had been my time. <laughs> Amen. And I said that to say that when we are going through life, so, and, and some have been exposed to the soul-winning crowd, that's being knocked over to one side. Then there's the other one. A lot of it in America came out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida area years ago, the lifestyle evangelism. And then a lot of it came out of near there on, on, on the you know, evangelism explosion, all those things. I've watched all those in my Christian life. So one of my first determination was always to help people with fishing for souls, fishing for men. And through the years, and that was way back in the mid-80s, that it's helped me personally, of course, but it's helped me to help others. Because there are those who, who when they hear certain words, all they can think of is soul winning, soul winning, soul winning. And all they can think of is those methods, those tactics, those measurements those motives, okay? There is in us, every person, especially Japhethites, and Japhethites being, you know, Westerners, I realize there's Ham, Sham, and Japheth, so there's the three races and all that, but let's say Gentiles, that's a better word. There are, There is in Gentiles a constant thing about more and better and advancement. I, I have watched men who were tremendous tradesmen. I've watched them take the advice of others who said, well, no, you know, if you had another truck and you added another fellow and you did this and that, and it'd be a disaster for them because that wasn't their gift. That wasn't their strength. And yet it was all about bigger, better, more, bigger, better, more, advance, advance, advance. I've watched men get sidetracked in the ministry thinking that if the next step is, when you say they're pastoring, the next step is to get called out to meetings. That means you're advancing in the kingdom of God. And then the next step is maybe a different church, bigger church, or more meetings. Uh, I've watched people that measure things by how many, how many souls they might have led to Christ, or uh, you know how many hours they went, quote, soul winning, or how many tracts they put out. All those things are a distraction from what we need to be doing. They are all a part of what we ought to be doing, but they're a, distra- they're a tree in the forest. The forest is fishing for souls, okay? I'll give you a couple examples. We're not talking about dumping things that are good. We're not talking about becoming lifestyle evangelists and all that. We're not talking about hiding the gospel and everything. On the same hand... We're also not talking about taking a 50-pound anvil, dropping it over the side of the boat, and then wondering why there's nothing down there to throw your net over. Are you listening? Ready? That's what a lot of people do, thinking they're preaching the gospel or witnessing or evangelizing. They just, they just throw a 50-pound anvil over the side of the boat, and then they wonder why there's nothing down there to throw their net over. And they go away, explaining it away as how hard it is for souls in this generation. Now, it is difficult to see people saved. It is. But it's always been. It's always been 
pictured by the disciples fishing all night, getting nothing. And Jesus uses their, their, their ship to preach in. And then he says, cast it over that, let your net down. And boom, there it is. And I'm saying today is about openness for a few minutes. And I, openness in this way. Some of it, you got to get that. It's an undoing. We'll just say an undoing. <clears throat> the illustration I've always used is if you've got something in each hand and someone says, reaches out their hand to you, you can't grab their hand. You can't shake it. You can't receive anything. So no one, I'm not going to ask you to just say, take everything you know about soul winning and throw it away. No. But I am asking you to take what's in your, one of your hands and lay it down and open your hand up and receive something. So that means when you lay that down, you're undoing some things. You're undoing your programming. It is far easier to buy into the soul winning thing than it is fishing for souls. Because fishing for souls is a whole attitude, it's a lifestyle, now it's in lifestyle evangelism, it's a lifestyle of fishing for souls. The programming has got to be undone. The programming of measurement, uh, looking for, uh, I can't tell you, I've I, I seen so many times, been there, someone preach a real solid, I mean, touched evangelistic message, and then they just feel like they've got to reap a soul right then. When what really needed was for someone to soak, as the old cowboy preacher would say. What was really needed was for God to close the net as he wanted it closed. That's what was really needed. Old-time old fishermen was a pro fisherman and stuff, and they've been, I was watching videos, they've been catching bass during the winter on shiners. Long and short of it is, he's got a little system, gets in his flat-bottom boat and goes out in these shallows. And he, hog food is what he uses, throws some hog food over, like in a bag, not, you know, scraps. Puts a PVC pipe in the, in the water there, sticks it down into there where you can see it. Comes back, throws his cast net, and gets, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 shiners. At, and they're worth about a buck or so apiece nowadays. And then he goes out and catches these six, seven, eight-pound bass with the, with the shiners. What's the, the, the picture is for him to throw his net over. If he just went out and threw his net, nothing. He kind of chummed that water. Do you understand? That's what God's doing with a lot of gospel sermons. And many of y'all are just, you're so intent to see if your sermon was okay. You're so intent to show people your sermon was okay. You're so intent to believe you've got to have it right then, right then, right then. You say, well, don't you believe there's an urgency? I do. I do. But I have also seen people that were, God was drawing them and they got totally run off because someone was trying to draw their, draw their soul to Christ before it was time. Brother Wood, you say when the baby gets in the birth canal, it's coming. But I know a lot of people who are trying to do spiritual C-sections. Now, that may not be super popular, what I'm saying, but if you'll hear me out and, and listen to the rest of these broadcasts, you understand that I'm not speaking from my own mind or experience. I studied the old-timers, studied my Bible, and I've seen this work, and it still is working. All right, so an undoing, an openness. The openness today is about undo, undoing programming. Let's say undoing philosophy. Uh, you say, what do you mean philosophy? Okay, I'll give you an example. Preaching the gospel is not about a formula. I'm pausing for effect. 
Preaching the gospel is not about a formula. What has happened is people have tried to make it a formula. And you, some of you heard me say this for decades now. Just because you can recognize the gospel, if you listen as a Christian, doesn't mean the lost people get it. Secondly, a formula is not what saves someone. Jesus Christ is what saves them. That's why someone might preach a message that is so simple, you're like, well, they're, they're not going to get that, and they come to Christ. The old Scottish preacher said, he said, there are many ways to Christ, and there is one way to God, and that is Christ. And many people who were in the soul-winning brainwashing, programming, are not aware that there's many ways to Christ, but there's one way to God, and that is Jesus Christ. That's not bringing in other religions. That's not opening the door for anything. But I, I promise you, people need to actually have the Word of God conceived in their hearts. They need that more than some kind of head religion because if you want one main reason why people who come up in those churches and make a so-called profession of faith and that sort of thing, and I'm not down in it at all, if you want one main reason that then you can't find them with a searchlight. The main reason is people didn't let God draw them while they were consistently fishing for their soul. It's a combination. It's not just, oh, he'll save who he wants, that hyper-Calvinism. It's not. Get the forest, get the forest with me today. I'm going to say the third thing before we run out of time about openness, and we'll come back to this tomorrow. It's programming, philosophies, and practices. Your practices are going to change. They're going to get adjusted if you become a fisher of souls, of men. If you will become a fisher of souls, your practices will change if you've been exposed to the soul-winning crowd. Repeating a prayer can be used to lead someone to Christ. Absolutely. But that's not what saves them. I understand that when you, and we preach, we preach absolutely eternal security. I understand when you preach eternal security, it opens the door for someone to go away and just think they can live like the devil and be saved. Now, can they, can they technically? Yes, technically, but not practically. Fishing for souls and openness. Would you pray about an openness today? An openness to let God undo some programming, and some philosophy and some practices. And we'll be right here in the morning. We'll see you then.